Welcome to the Limitless Mindset Podcast. This podcast will teach you to acquire superhuman mental abilities and hack your reality. In this episode, we will be sharing a fast money strategy for acquiring a digital commodity and selling it for in between 5,000 to 10,000% of what your risk is in it. We will also be sharing four Google Chrome hacks for improving productivity while using your favorite web browser. Hey everyone, this is Jonathan, and that song that you just heard is actually by my friend Hypnotic and a R&B artist named Melissa Luhan. The reason I'm telling you this is because there was a really awesome music video made of that song, and I actually make a cameo in that music video. So if you go to our website and check out the show notes for this episode, you can actually see a really exciting music video that has fire dancers and ice sculptures and a bunch of different musicians in it and me i'm actually i make a short appearance as a backup dancer uh, (laughs) john's been working on his dancing for a while i'm a an unprofessional backup dancer dancer. take the the amateur backup dancer to the push it to the limit no there's a scene where there's a guy that's cheersing the camera with a corona in a suit and that's me and you might be asking why would jonathan rosen be drinking a corona that doesn't seem like a very limitless beer and the answer to that folks is that the corona was about 70% full of Patron. And Patron goes best with Coronas. <laughs> so if you're going to put your Patron in your beer, that's the way that you do it. And then you get on a hip-hop music video. So Woody, you just arrived back in town, correct? I did. I was in Columbus, Ohio. Really? What's going on there? Uh, there's I'm, I'm working with a really cool charity called Pelotonia. And they're a grassroots fundraiser with one goal, ending cancer. So I'm working with ambitious. I like it. Well, they're actually the fourth largest individual charity event in the nation. So they do really good work, raise a ton of money. A hundred percent of the money goes to cancer research. Be sure to check out pelotonia.org. Really cool charity. So I'm working with them. More details to come in the following podcast, but it's going to be big. 
For those of you who've been listening to our podcast and who heard the episode where Woody shared his story of beating cancer five times, Woody is a pretty becoming a pretty high-level charity event MC. So if any of you have charities, especially if they're in the cancer or you know chronic disease treatment uh, space, you might want to contact Woody if you want to throw an event to, and he'll he'll help you raise thirty to sixty. Okay, right, Woody? Yeah, the all the charities that I've been a part of have they've they've done really well at the events I've been a part of. I've been really blessed to have been involved with such cool charities and really excited for the opportunities that I've had and that I continue to have. So if you're interested, give me a call. But if it's something positive and something where I can make a difference, I'd love to be a part of it. Booyah. We have a couple cool milestones that we're getting close to. The show has been listened to almost 20,000 times in 92 countries. Our most popular, or one of the more popular countries is Singapore. And English is the most commonly spoken language in Singapore. So hello, Singaporeans. Would it be Singaporeites? Singaporeans. Singaporeans. Is correct. Yeah, we're almost at 20,000 downloads of the show, and we are almost at... 100 different countries listening to the show. We're at 92 right now. So first of all, we thank you so much for listening to this and helping us meet those particular metrics. I think when we started doing this, we never in our mind imagined that we would reach that far, but it's really cool. We really hope to reach 100 different countries. But, you know, the thing is, we're already at 92, so if we're going to reach 100, we need just people to start listening to us in some pretty exotic countries. So if you got some friends that live in, you know, some Bob Marley Island somewhere or something like that, please recommend the show to them so that we can hit 100 countries. Yeah, hopefully crazy countries. Maybe one day we'll even be listened to in Texas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We, we really like Texas. We're going to come and see you soon. Seriously. So interesting little fact about Singapore, Woody. You know who Eduardo Saverin is, right? I saw the Facebook movie, and I do believe he was the co-founder of Facebook before someone, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, they amicably split ways, I believe. Right, over several billion dollars. And the interesting thing is, Eduardo Saverin recently announced that he, because he was originally, I think, born in Brazil, his family was from Brazil, and then he came to America to study at Harvard, where he met Zuckerberg. And interestingly, he's now renouncing his U.S. citizenship so that he can go to Singapore. The reason he's doing that, Singapore is actually one of the very top tax shelter countries in the world. So, you know, he was a billionaire before the Facebook IPO. And now that the Facebook has gone through its IPO, even though it's lost some of its value, he still has an incredible amount of capital gains that he's made. Really a massive fortune. Being a quintessential business person and a, uh, a, a savvy tax strategist. Hope he's paying his tax attorneys well. He is renouncing his U.S. citizenship and becoming a Singaporean. So at some point, we should really do an episode on using tax shelters, because that, I think, would be a pretty uh, limitless thing to do. That really would. And right now, I'm just paying, we're paying all our taxes to the good U.S. US of A, aren't we? 
We are. Okay, so in this episode, speaking of taxes and making money, this episode is not actually going to talk about mind power stuff. We're going to take a little bit of break from that, but I think you're going to find our subject matter really fascinating. We are going to talk about how to flip a digital commodity for between 5,000 to 10,000 ROI. So for those of you that haven't done investment stuff in the past, that means return on investment. So that means if you buy something, you always, if you're doing investments as a business, whether you're doing real estate, you're doing stock market stuff, you're doing cars, you're doing companies, you're doing anything, any number of things, you always want to flip it for a profit, correct, Woody? Absolutely. And the interesting thing about this is this is a relatively new concept. 20 years ago, you couldn't do this. So learning about this now, you're kind of on the forefront of learning about this thing because 30 years from now, everyone will know about this. But now this is new. This is something you can do that not a lot of people know about. And that's why they listen to the Limitless Mindset podcast, right? Got to be limitless. So here's what it is. This is domain arbitraging. Website domain name arbitraging. So a lot of you have probably heard of domainers, which are people that buy, sell, and trade and speculate on domain names as a business. And it can actually be a pretty good business. And I personally have made in between multiple times, I've made in between 5,000 to 10,000% return on investments from pretty simple domain name transactions, actually. And so we're just going to kind of give you guys a blueprint of how that is done. And I, I, if everyone listening to the show goes out and does this, well, I actually hope that won't happen because that'll kind of saturate the market and then I won't be able to do it anymore, but that's probably not what's going to happen. So we're just going to drop some knowledge and hope for the best. Sound like a plan? Can I tell a little story real quick? <laughs> Go I ahead. Was about, I think it was two years ago. We're watching the Super Bowl. My brother and I having a Super Bowl party, bunch of friends. Obviously with the Super Bowl, there's a ton of different commercials that are running and the Cowboys and Aliens, this movie with the guy from James Bond, I forget his name. But there's a trailer for Cowboys and Aliens. The very first trailer for the movie comes out. It looks amazing. looks really cool. Then John disappears for about 10 minutes. And then do you remember what you said when you came back? I came back and I was like, guys, guess what I just did? You're like, what, what'd you do, John? I just bought CowboysandAliens.com. Oh, yeah. And so we were like, what? Like, how's that possible? So... Yeah, 10 minutes after this, like as soon as the whole world has seen it, first thing John's thinking, not what a cool movie. He's thinking, all right, let's make some money off this. So the, and to be honest with you, that particular domain name, cowboysandaliens.com, that one didn't make me a cent. It actually, I actually ended up not doing anything with it. And this is the thing about domain names is that the kind of domain names that you can actually speculate on and make money with are not going to be like, black and white teddy bears with security device installed dot net. Those kind of domain names. Was that, was that, was that the first thing that popped into your mind when you thought, think of a random domain name? <laughs> I actually have a, man, I'm, I'm on some nootropics right now. I'm coming up with crazy stuff. Is this brains working at a hundred percent efficiency? 159. So, what you want to do is you want to focus on domain names 
There's there's a lot of different strategies. There's probably actually dozens of different strategies out there for buying and selling and flipping domain names and long-term holding versus short-term holding. It's really a commodity, just like real estate, just like stock markets, just like Forex trading is. But what I've found is one of the simplest, low-risk ways to make some pretty good money relatively quickly with it is to focus on three-word, keyword-rich, geo-specific domain names. So I'm going to repeat that one more time because it's very important to understand. You want to focus on three-word, keyword-rich, geo-specific domain names. So for example, the domain name denvermarketingfirm.com is a domain name that I own for my business that does website development and marketing services in Denver. You want to focus on phrases that are have that short length like that because there's some implied value with that length. You want phrases that are going to have a specific phrase that people are going to be searching in it, like marketing firm, DUI attorney, uh, accountant, toy store. Uh, things like that, because and I'm not going to get really in-depth into search engine optimization. Some of you know about search engine optimization. Some of you probably know a lot about search engine optimization. We're not going to talk about that this episode. But suffice to say, if you have a domain name that's about two to three words long, that has one of the primary keywords that people searching on Google and searching on their phones for what you do, and especially if they're searching locally, if you have that three to two word domain name, you stand an incredible chance of coming up on the first name of the search results. And also it does a lot for your credibility. You know, when I'm talking with a new prospective client about my marketing firm services and they're like, well, what's your email address? If I can be like, well, my email address is Jonathan at Denver Marketing Firm. That holds a whole lot more authority than being like, my email address is Jonathan at splash a lot dash, you know, marketing extravaganza.org or no it won't be a dot org dot info you know when you have a keyword rich domain people usually for the most part are tech savvy enough that there's some implied value with that so what i did was i made a little bit of a business off of going out and picking up domain names that fit that criteria for different cities. So what I would do is I would pick out a list of 20 to 30 different professions that were the professions or services or types of businesses that were very geospecific. So think things like mortgages, banking, car dealerships, different kinds of shops and retail, different types of professional services like wedding planners, photographers, etc. I took a list like that of very common professions and then I cross-referenced that list with a list of major metropolitan cities in the United States. And I'm American. At the time, I my Spanish was not very good. My Spanish is pretty good right now. I could probably call up someone and do a sales pitch in Spanish and sell someone a domain name in Spanish. But at the time, my English was 
my best language. So I focused on the United States, but hypothetically, you know, 50% of the listener listenership to this podcast is international. So you could really look at any major or semi-major metropolitan center in the, in the world, which is, I would think at least literally thousands of cities out there. So there's a whole lot of opportunity out there to pick up a three word geospecific keyword rich domain name. And what I did actually, obviously there's a bunch of people listening to this podcast right now that are rushing over to GoDaddy to go and put in their city attorneys, uh, DUIs, mortgages, etc. Those type of phrases. I would not do it through GoDaddy. What I would do is I would use a bulk name checker because what it allows you to do is to put in a bunch of different phrases and you can even go and take like an Excel spreadsheet list of a hundred different cities and then take an Excel spreadsheet list of a bunch of different professions that are getting hit up a lot and then put those into an Excel spreadsheet together and then go and export that data into a bulk name checker and then just bada bing, bada boom, run it up and down. And then you can see which of the dot coms are available. And obviously there's a lot of other people that are out there doing this sort of thing. But if you take the time to go and do it, it's pretty likely that you could go and find something. And even if you're not able to find what looks like a good three-word, keyword-rich domain name, then usually what you can do is you can go on to GoDaddy and you can actually see when some domain names that are fitting your needs are going to drop soon. And then you can prepay for those domain names. I've done this a couple of times. You can prepay for them. I think you pay like an extra like $20 premium, $25 premium, something like that. And then when they drop, then they're gonna, then you're going to be able to pick them right up for the normal price of eight bucks. Okay. So that is one half of the domain name strategy for flipping these domain names. So what I would do is I would typically try to buy these domain names as cheap as possible. Cause if I'm a speculator, I always want to get my asset for as cheap as possible and then sell it for as much as possible. Correct. Absolutely. So what I would do was I would always try to stay on top of what was the newest GoDaddy GoDaddy coupon code that would get me these domains for the very cheapest. And right now we're recording this podcast of May of 2012. They changed this around, but right now it is the best dom- the best coupon code for GoDaddy for brand new .com domain names is CJC599V. And that will actually get you your domain names for six bucks, your .com domain names for six bucks, which is just a steal because I think normally .com domain names go for anywhere from like $10 to like $12.50, something like that. So that'll save you some money right there. And that also counts towards your reorder. So if you want to register it up for a couple of years because you found something you like, you can use that. And so how, how about you say that one more time for the listener, just so they have it, just so if you guys want to write it down, what's that code again? Okay, that is CJC599V. And so 
So how many how many domains do you buy, say, monthly, John? You know, recently I haven't been focusing on the domain business. So like maybe one or two. But when I was really aggressive with it, I was doing uh, I would buy probably like one or two a day sometimes. Wow. So yeah, it would it would just depend, and not all of those panned out for me. Some of those didn't some of those didn't pan out for me at all. But what worked consistently was to pick up something like uh, Houston TX Mortgage Broker, and then go and flip it to someone that was actually in that business. Now this wasn't a passive flipping action. This took some real initiative on my behalf. What I did actually, one of the sales resulted from going and doing kind of uh, email spamming, I guess is the best way to describe it. I got a list of all the attorneys in a particular given city and I sent them an email just saying, hey, this is what I've got. Let me know if you're interested. I didn't put any dollar amounts in the first email that I sent them, because if I go and send them a dollar amount, they might get turned off by it. I just asked them, let me know if you're interested. And so I had a couple people respond back to me. And then when they responded back to me, then I sent them another email saying, hey, here's the case of why this is going to be a valuable thing for you. It's good for SEO. It's good for your third-party credibility. It's going to make you look more legitimate to your clients, et cetera, et cetera. And I had someone pick up one of my domain names that I had purchased for around six bucks for about $370. So pretty good ROI. The second transaction was in Texas for someone that was in the mortgage business. And I'm not going to say which city because first of all, I don't want them to know that I sold them a domain name for as much as I did when I paid as little as I did for it, unless they're listening to this podcast, in which case <laughs> I'm screwed. Sorry, Jeff. Just kidding. His name's not Jeff. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a, a mortgage banker in Texas, and I had a pretty good three, typical of what we're describing here, three-word, keyword-rich domain name. And what I did was I sent out a bunch of different emails to all the different mortgage brokers that I could find in that particular city, and no one responded with any serious interest. But I, 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 so I was a little bit disappointed, but then I went back and I started looking. I said, screw it. You know what? I'm going to make a cold call. And I'm going to start hitting these guys up and just, you know, making some calls. And so what I did was I opened up a directory, actually an online directory of the city. And I recognized a building in the city that was actually a building that I had seen when I was staying at a hotel in that city for an internet marketing conference a couple of years previous. And I thought it was a really pretty building. And so I looked at it, I was like, I bet you there's a person that works in that building that will buy this domain name. So I went into the directory and I found a couple of mortgage brokers that were in that particular address. And I just started cold calling them, actually. And I ended up talking with a guy who was interested in the domain name, and he ended up picking it up for around 800 bucks. So I ended up turning about a 10,000% ROI on that particular domain name. And I actually stayed in touch with the guy. We're still kind of friends. We still uh, say what's up to each other on Facebook from time to time. So in both scenarios, these domain name flips ended up being 
pretty good relationships. I, none of the people that I ever did this with were like, hey, this was a poor investment. I'm unhappy with this. Can you give me my money back, etc." Both times they were real happy with the asset that they acquired. And it didn't take a whole lot of skill to identify and find the commodities in the first place, even though they are somewhat rare because there are a lot of other domainers out there that are doing this sort of thing. And now that we've shared it on the podcast, there's going to be a whole lot more. 20,000 more to be precise. (laughs) So if any of you go and pull off one of these domain name flips and you turn a tidy little profit like this, if I, if me or Woody are ever in your city, you can take us out to dinner as a, you know, a thank you gesture for this. So that is how you do uh, 10,000%, 5,000% flips. So let's just, let's just summarize here. The real quick, short and sweet version. First step, you find something that you're interested in, something that you think is needed, um, an industry, uh, idea, you find a city, something that corresponds to it. You put it into the search engine. Then what's what's the website again? Okay. The website that I was using was domaintools.com backslash buy.com backslash availability hyphen check backslash bulk. Okay. So we will be backlinking that in the show notes for you guys to check out. Okay. So you put all these different parameters into the search. You find these different domain names that you think could be relevant to people in this certain city for this certain thing then once you purchase them you contact them you tell them about it and you offer to sell it to them and then you make a profit is that is that sort of the concept that you're speaking yes exactly and you know i'm glad that you synopsized that because it reminded me of something i need to mention at the end of the transaction there's obviously a transfer that needs to occur because you have a digital asset it's not like a piece of real estate that you hand over keys for at a closing table or a car that you drive off the lot it's it's simply a digital asset so the way that you secure the transaction for the buyer and the sender side of the transaction is that there's a couple of different escrow services that are out there that will charge a little proportion of the sale for being the escrow. So what you do is you transfer the domain name into the control of the escrow service, then the buyer transfers the money to the escrow service, you connect up your bank account to the escrow service, and then the escrow service does the swish swish and you now have the money and they have the domain name. And there's a website called escrow.com. There's a couple of other ones out there. If you do a Google search for domain name escrow services, you'll be able to find a couple. But I should just mention that that's how you secure the transaction so that neither party gets screwed in the course of this going on. Absolutely. And one thing that's really nice about this is that there's not a lot of cost of entry. A lot of industries, if you want to get in there and make some money, you have to pay a lot of money up front, do it, go through a whole bunch, jump over a bunch of hoops and licensing, licensing, stuff like this. This is, this is easy to get into, easy to make a couple bucks here and there. Whenever you see an opportunity that you like, you can jump at it and see if you can make a couple of dollars. And if not, you're spending eight bucks on a domain name. If it doesn't work out, well. Then you own cowboysandaliensmovie.com. 
And there you go. <laughs> so now we'd like to talk about a new section on our website that we've actually been spending a lot of time on recently. We've got on our website, as a lot of you have seen, a survey where we ask people, what are they interested in from Limitless Mindset? Whether you found us on iTunes or whether you were doing Google searches for different things and we popped up, we want to, we, we want to see what you guys are interested in hearing about from us. You guys have voted and the bikini calendar of Woody and Jonathan is coming out shortly and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'll have my... <laughs> Panama hat on. With Just him. his Panama hat on. I've heard Mr. January is breathtaking. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just kidding, folks. Just kidding. One of the primary things that you that people have expressed interest on is NZT-like supplements and drugs. And yes, there is a very growing uh, industry right now of nootropics, which are products and supplements that are concentrations of the types of things that your brain really craves. And if you take higher dosages of these particular supplements than what's normally found in your food, you are going to get some real noticeable mind power and brain power and cognitive ability effects that will, and, and, and it's, it's well worth it. I've been on a couple of different nootropics for several months now, and I can definitely tell a difference in my personal memory power, my abilities of articulation, my abilities of getting things done, my focus abilities, my abilities to be persuasive while I'm communicating with people in social settings or in business settings. But this is the thing. There's like 50 to 60 different companies out there right now that are doing these different nootropics out there. And so for someone that's not a neuroscientist or is not a chemist or someone that went to school for this type of thing, it's a little bit confusing as to what are the ingredients that are in these? Where do these ingredients ultimately come from in the real world? What are the side effects of this? What are the side effects of that? What conflicts with such and such medications? that I might be taking for something else, et cetera, et cetera. And so what we've done is created a mind power marketplace, which provides as much of this information as we can provide you to make really educated decisions about these types, uh, about these type of products. Now, we should say that when me and Woody first started with this podcast, we really strongly considered developing our own nootropic line of products. And we actually had a couple people that told us, hey, you should just go and start your own limitless mindset pill or something like that. And we really thought about that, but we've ultimately decided against that. And here's why, is that if we come out with our very own product, that's going to be the only thing that we recommend because of our vested interest in that product. So we've decided instead to set up a marketplace where you can get as much information as possible about the various products out there and that we can stay completely objective as a voice in this particular industry. So if we have a bad experience with a product, if a case study that we're doing with one of these products turns out that it's not a very good ROI, if there's one product that creates about the same results as another product that costs significantly more or less, we have the objectivity 
to inform you guys of that. So what we've done on our site is we've set up a reorder system where one of the things that we'd like to do to kind of provide some value to this industry is by providing the reorder e-commerce functionality to the various companies that are out there. Because there's a lot of companies that are out there that do this. And a lot of the, the a lot of them have been creating these nootropic supplements for a long time. And they're very good at these supplements. They have a ton of credibility and science backing up what they're doing. But these particular companies are not the very best at marketing. They might not be the very best at e-commerce. They might not be the very best at setting up website stuff. And that is something that I'm actually very good at. So as a way that I can provide some value to this industry, as well as providing some value, most importantly, obviously, to yourself, to the listeners of this podcast, I've set up a system whereby listeners can go and try out a very wide variety of different supplements in this market. Now, what we recommend is that you do try out supplements for at least one to two months. A lot of the supplements will give you noticeable gains in your memory abilities, in your cognitive abilities, in your problem-solving abilities, in your energy and productivity levels within a couple of hours. But to really recognize and get some long-term gains that are really worth your money out of these, you want to be taking products for at least one to two months. And so we've set up a really simple reorder system on our site that's just going to send you out the products monthly to try out. Now, what we've also set up with this is that if you try out one of these products on our site through the reorder auto bill system, let's say you try something out and it doesn't create results for you, which is inevitably going to happen with all the people that listen to our show and all the traffic our website gets. We're... Everyone has a little bit different brain. Everyone has a little bit different physiology. Everyone has a little bit different mixture of other nutritional things going on in their body and their physiology at any given time. So if you try out a product and it doesn't work for you, this is what you'd like. This is what we'd really like you to do is go and email us and tell us about that. Share your experiences with the community. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that we get another nootropic product sent out to you that has different kinds of ingredients going out that might be a little bit more conducive to your particular physiology and what your brain, what nutrients, chemicals, hormones, etc. your brain needs at the time to feel really limitless. Half the battle to becoming limitless is educating yourself in specific skill sets that are very valuable in efficiently getting you towards what your goals are in life, whether those are business goals, personal goals, fitness goals, etc. Like Woody in the movie Limitless, we see in my favorite scene of the movie Limitless, we see where Edward Mora is meeting those big shot investment bankers at the restaurant. And in this scene, Edward Mora is really confident. He's very well dressed. He's well spoken. He's saying clever things. But ultimately, what makes him most successful in this meeting, and this is the meeting that really turns the tables for him, that really turns the page for him and brings him on to the next level of his business in the movie, is that he knows his stuff. He comes in there and he's... Could, do you know what the six P's are? The six P's? The six P's. Probably, but I haven't heard them called that. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance, <laughs> which I think applies to this. So, yes, 
being limitless definitely what are the six p's again proper preparation prevents piss poor performance right so half the battle to being limitless is being educated and knowing your stuff when it comes to skill sets that are valuable and that are rare in one respect so the Business skill that we've taught you in this podcast is a really great example of this because it's a pretty rare business skill. It involves some, you know, it involves being able to look in the right places, know the right thing to look for, and it involves some some sales skills and being proactive as well. So as the podcast goes on, as you guys have seen, we are going to try to teach you guys as much and as many different skills like this that we can that reside at this intersection of being valuable in business, being efficient to what you're trying to accomplish, and being relatively low barriers to entry. Like we're not going to be able to teach you how to be a quantum physicist on this show because that's something that would just take, you know, people go to college for eight years to accomplish that sort of thing. But the kind of skill sets that reside at the intersection of being easy to learn, fast to learn, and very valuable towards accomplishing your goals in an efficient way, those life hacking type skill sets, we're going to continue to teach those as much as possible. That's one half of the battle to becoming limitless. The other half of the battle to becoming limitless is the biohacking side of things and is the actual physiological changes that you create in your body and your mind that make you a superhuman uh, mental cognitive performer that can accomplish really great things. And so part of this biohacking aspect is that you've got to stay consistent with your exercise, especially your cardiovascular and your aerobic exercise, because your brain cannot survive for very much longer than 30 seconds without a supply of oxygen. So the more efficient you make your body at delivering oxygen to your brain, the more powerful your brain is going to be. So that cardiovascular fitness is a really important part of staying limitless. And that right there, folks, that's free. You can go out to the sidewalk by your house and start running, and that's an extremely important step to becoming limitless. The other very important parts of the limitless biohacking is that you need to get your diet right, and it's a very good idea. It's definitely a shortcut to try out some of these nootropic supplements that are on the market because they will feed your brain very quickly a lot of the things that it's not going to normally get, even if you're a person that's eating a really healthy, paleo, organic style diet. These nootropics are going to give your brain some things in excess that are really good for your brain that it's not normally getting. So please check out LimitlessMindset.com backslash marketplace. And we've got all of those different supplements. We've got over 60 different products there. And we've also got a resources section that details a bunch of different nootropic ingredients so that you can understand in layman's terms, what are the different specific ingredients in these products that you're taking? Because if you're like me, you like to know what's in the things that you're putting in your body. Didn't uh, didn't you just post a few YouTube videos about the different supplements that we have on the website? Correct. I just produced 10 different videos that are on YouTube. You can also find them on our website at LimitlessMindset.com backslash videos that break down in about five to six to seven minutes a couple of the more common 
nootropic ingredients. So if you don't want to spend a bunch of time reading up, you can also check out those videos, which we've also made free and available for the entire internet. Well, Google Chrome, I'm sure you're all using it. If you're not, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with you if you're not using Google Chrome. I checked our analytics on our website, and Google Chrome is used by the vast majority of our website users. So, bravo. Good for you guys. Give yourself a pack on the back. All right. Well, there's a couple cool features about Google Chrome that you can use to enhance your Google Chrome user user experience, a couple life hacks that we have. John, would you like to get us started? Sure. One of my very favorite ones is Google Voice. And Google Voice is a pretty robust piece of technology that Google produced for text messaging and for voice over IP telephone calls. And as you would expect, being Google, it's completely free. Now, I first started getting really great use from Google Voice when I was traveling abroad because I could make voice over IP calls through Google Voice. And so people would, I could make phone calls to people. I would give out a special phone number for my Google Voice account. And if I was sitting somewhere in a jungle in Costa Rica, as long as I had Wi-Fi access and was in front of my computer or had my Google Voice app running on my phone, I could receive incoming phone calls from an American number. That's where, so if you're traveling abroad, it's very, very useful. I use it now back in the States for my text messaging. And the way that it's really helpful with that is that there's a Google Voice web page. Obviously, if you go to it's like Google Voice backslash Google.com backslash voice, something like that, and you sign up, it takes like 60 seconds to sign up for. And you're going to have a almost kind of like an inbox of text messages. And so I don't know about you guys, but I can type a whole lot faster on my keyboard than I can on my smartphone. And if I'm, let's say I'm working on my computer on a project during the day, and I have like a social event going on in the evening that I need to go to. So I have like a bunch of friends that I'm trying to text message and coordinate everything for the evening. So we make for a, you know, a, a, a nice night. I will go and pull up the Google Voice in one of my web page browsers, and then I will just be text messaging people that way. And it's mu- it's a much faster way to text message. It, I guess, saves you a little bit of distraction if you're on your computer and you're working, because instead of pulling your phone out of your pocket and looking at your phone, you just go over to this other web browser and you just type stuff in. So I would recommend that. Google Voice is for all Android and iPhones. So I would recommend that because it does make it does make your text messaging a whole lot faster. And also, if you're at work, you can text your friends. And if your boss walks by... Yeah, back it, does, it doesn't look as bad as if you're just like holding your phone and texting. <laughs> I mean, back when I was in corporate America, I would always get in trouble with my managers because I was always <laughs> texting while I was supposed to be working. Yeah, those managers. All right. So our next tip is you probably know when you open Google Chrome, it shows the top eight websites or six websites that you visit most frequently. So what you can do is if you make a bookmark folder of those top websites, then as you, as you sign on to, I'm sorry, as you 
open Google Chrome, you have this folder at the top of your screen and you can click on it and there's a tab when you open it that says open all web pages or open all bookmarks. So then instead of spending five minutes opening all these web pages going from one to another, you can do this two clicks and all of a sudden you have all of your favorite web pages open that you enter every day and so it saves you a couple minutes here. So add that up over the next it's kind of it's kind of cool when you like get up in the morning and you get onto your computer and then you just like boom open up all your windows and you're like it's go time. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Okay, the final Google Chrome hack, and this is one that can get real geeky, is you want to use the search field in Google Chrome. And there's a couple of good ways to use it. The search field is where you can type in a phrase and it will search down your entire web page for that particular phrase. So what you do is you press Control F. And this is especially useful. I've noticed something about the way a lot of people use the internet is that if they're searching for something, like they'll type in a search query on Google and then they'll click on one of the Google results that looks good. And then what they'll do is they'll spend like 30 to 45 seconds scrolling down the web page, looking at the different lines of code. Big look, mistake. Looking for what they're, you know, they look all the way down. And so they're straining their eyes, they're spending an extra 30 seconds to 60 seconds. What you want to do is you want to just press control F, type in your phrase and boom, you're going to be there. This is especially useful to those of you out there that are geeks like myself that are website developers that work in IT where we're doing troubleshooting and we're looking around on and we have a web page that maybe has that could have up to hundreds of different lines in it, but we want to find a specific little piece of syntax. What you do is you just press control F and then it'll pop up wherever it is in the page. This is also useful for the people that are programmers out there because a lot of times when you are working on programming a piece of web stuff, you'll need to copy and paste a piece of code from one place to another. But then a lot of times you'll run into situations where you have multiple things that you need to copy and paste from one place to another. So a little way of making this a little bit more efficient of yourself is use the search field to place that second piece of syntax that you need to copy and paste. It's because we all know once you press control C and you press control V, if you press control C and highlight another thing, it gets rid of the first thing. A lot of times you have to go back, find the first thing. So this way, if you're gonna copy and paste two things, just put one in your control F in your search field, put the other in control V, and it makes it a whole lot more efficient when you are working on stuff. So those, that is our episode today. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment 
purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com. 